What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Us. I'm Clarence. JB. And I'm Terrence. How's everybody doing today? It's another one of the long ones. Mm-hmm. One of those long ones. I'm enjoying the ball. I, hey, I, I'm with you right there. I, I do like the cooler temperatures. It's, it's, it's kind of nice. We just had a whole hurricane. I, I didn't enjoy that. You didn't enjoy that? Oh, oh that's what that um, was out there? Yeah, that's yeah. what they said. Hurricane Zeta. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Bringing yeah, all the wind and the rain. I do know it did start an earlier process. It started an earlier process of uh, blowing off all the, the leaves. So uh, it looks like yard work is in the forecast uh, here, here soon. Well, she cleaned up my car, so. Hey, well, that's not too bad. Now you to the car wash, right? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. Uh, so today's topic, we are uh, actually discussing stacking the resume. Uh, so we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, last week with our interview with uh, Raven um, and kind of discussing, you know, uh, basically like the overqualified, underqualified. I thought it was a pretty uh, good topic to kind of, you know, add a, a little bit onto or at least kind of expand on. Uh, so basically what we mean when we say uh, stacking a resume is like, you know, that ambition, kind of maybe like that passion to kind of get, you know, different degrees, different certifications, you know, different, uh, uh, I mean, pretty much anything, you know, that just basically takes you from that one page to maybe, you know, 10 or 15, uh, which, you know, I'm pretty sure we have some folks out there who might be, you know, pretty, uh, who have those lengthy resumes. Who's turning in 10 to 15 page resumes, though? I mean, I've seen five. So I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if oh. I didn't see 10, you know. And I think some of them were a little bit over the top. Uh, of course, like, you know, instead of kind of summarizing, you know, bullet points, it was more like paragraphs per, you know, mm-hmm. uh, position, which was, I guess, cool. But, you know, sometimes it could be a little bit of fluff. But, uh, and I mean, but yes. A lot of that stuff can be handled, you know, during the interview process. It's like, oh, I see you did such and such here. Tell me about it. It's usually how interviews go. So it's like, I, I just don't get the... Let me give you all the information of every single thing I did type setup. No, I totally agree. But, you know, it, it could also be like a, a better way to kind of take notes, you know, because it could be something if you haven't worked on it in a while or, you know, might not be uh, as relevant as it was at one time. You know, you kind of could use it to fall back on. So that's what you put at the bottom of the resume, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're going to stack a resume. That's true. That's true. So I guess like what I kind of just, you know, kind of jump starts the discussion, actually. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe not the, the 10 or 15. I'm a little eager. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, do, do you all feel like it's a benefit to stacking the resume? Well, you already know my stance. Uh, I'm all for stacking a resume, but to the point where you're trying to put every job that you've ever done in your life on a resume. Yeah, no. Um, you know, Put the information that's relevant to the position that you're trying to apply for. Um, You know, if you're applying for a software developer uh, position, you being a sysadmin, I mean, it's helpful to know that you have those skills, but you can probably put that at the bottom of it or you can just bring it up during the interview process. You don't need to have that on there. You know, if you have certs that are referencing the sysadmin, same thing. Right, right, they, right. Those certs don't really do much for, you know, that particular position. So, 
Yeah. You know, one thing to kind of expand on your thought is that uh, I heard a long time ago that, you know, you you're, you're it's OK to have multiple resumes. So you could have your own personal that you just keep a record of all your stuff. Um, but like yeah. as JB said, you know, when you're applying for certain uh, positions uh, or opportunities, you know, you kind of uh, tone down on to what actually or lock in, I should say, lock in on what the position uh, is about and kind of make it so that, you know, it shows the experience for that actual position and not, you know, all of the others. Exactly. What you thinking, T man? Um, what you got? So, what can we go back over? What actually stacking the resume is? You just is that just more of of getting things or like, doing yeah. activities just to put it on your resume? Is that what you? So, ac- yeah. Oh, go ahead, JB. Yes and no. Um, so, stacking resume is like uh, so. You know, last week we talked to Raven, and she was saying that uh, what was it? CISSB. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like. It's she's getting a cert that's you know for her particular field that she's in, um, and so that could be considered stacked from the resume. But some people take it overboard and they list certs that aren't relevant to you know a particular position that they. And oh, so uh, it's all about figuring out what what works best for the resume for the job that you're trying to apply for. Right. So if so, if I'm taking it. If I'm taking you all's definition correctly, then no, I do not agree with stacking a resume. I don't agree with like putting a whole bunch of stuff that's not um, that's hard to. I do believe skills transfer over, but I do believe that the the people in HR and the people who are reviewing your resumes, they're reviewing a lot. So I, I believe that it's better for your resume to be clean, clear. As as one main uh, characteristic as should have a second characteristic that should have is having all the keywords within your resume that's going to pull them out uh, to pull you out of the search uh, that they're doing. So a lot of times these recruiters are doing queries on um, on job databases or whatever um, HR uh, database they have, and they're looking for keywords. So you need to know what are the keywords or try to get a good idea of what those things were. A lot of times it's, it's buzzwords. There's meaning behind those buzzwords and there's truth behind those buzzwords as well, but you want to make sure that you have those keywords. And then thirdly, just making sure that it's, it's, it reads well and it's quick and to the point and it gets you into the door. So what gets you into the door? One of yeah. the things for me uh, that I've seen that um, all of my mentors, a, a good number of my mentors have mentioned is just in the beginning, making sure uh, in a lot of my resume formats, I have like just a sort of sh- like really like a one to two uh, uh, line sentence or sentence that just basically summarizes you up into what you bring to the table and why they should want to interview you. Yeah. And then everything else is just building up and basically justifying that those um, those mm-hmm. uh to summarize sentences in the in, in the top, and so I do believe that it, it comes to a point where there's no need for you to have um, three or four or five page resume. I, I say one to two. Yeah. I would really say one. So the only reason, yeah. um, the only time I've seen resumes go longer is in the academic field. If you're going to be a professor, a lot of times they have their their uh, different public publications at the end, mm-hmm. and then at that, I don't even think you call that a resume I, for, I forgot like the official term for that but it it's that's actually something different but yes i don't i don't i do believe in doing <laughs> i do believe in doing things that give you the experience to to help you meet 
the goals that you want. So like those things that you put in a resume. And I do believe in having a master resume where with all your experiences on there, and then you can pull from those what are relevant to make your your uh, your resume for that current position. I do believe that one resume does not fit all positions, and it's not necessarily that you're lying. It's just that you're putting up that those uh, that information because they're not a lot of times. Sometimes resumes guide your interview or at least one of your uh, your many interviews within the process. And so put those experiences up that you want to strike conversations within um, one of those interviews. Don't, I mean, when you're kind of like starting out, you have to put everything there because you were, you're just fighting for experience to begin with. So yeah. you're putting even volunteer work up there. You're putting all the different activities to just show that you can work well with teams and because you might not have as much hands-on experience, but... As you go on and within your career, you're going to have all these options and then kind of need to start cutting some of that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, agree. And I mean, agreed. it may even be that, you know, if you're putting different positions that you've taken and one position was, you know, a year off from another position, they, they will probably ask about that. But that's where you just say, oh, that position that I had in between these two wasn't really relevant to this mm -hmm. particular position. But I can tell you about it if you want to know. Mm -hmm. um, like you can have those candid conversations with the like the uh, recruiters and things like that. And also, when you really stack your resume, um, people who are looking at these resumes, if they're actually looking at the physical copy, is they're only spending like quick glances and looking at your resume. Sure. And it's like, yeah, it's like a yes no type of pal. And then once they get their yeses, now it's like, all right, let me delve into you know what's actually on this resume. Right, um, right. So if you're if you're like, oh, like I had a guy who, um, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I got a home docker set up and this and that. That stuff matters because the particular uh, position he was looking for was a DevOps position. And so it's like, oh, you're taking the initiative to do these things at home. Makes sense. Right. But right. if you're like, oh, you know, um, I set up putty a couple of times on, you know, all the home computers. Okay. Right. Well, this is a software developer position. Right. I, I appreciate that you know how to connect to another computer remotely, but, you know, that's about it. That's true. That's true. I guess one thing to kind of keep in mind, though, um, or at least kind of maybe add, I don't want to go against anything that you all said. But, you can. It's perfectly um, fine. That actually makes yeah. for a great episode. <laughs> Let's debate. see what plus. Yeah, I feel a debate where it coming. No, but uh, what I was going to say, or at least add, is that, like, you know, how you all have mentioned kind of like that master resume, you know, that still could come in handy because uh, when you're filling out an application, you know, when they ask you, to upload your resume, you know, you might want to use that just so because a lot of uh, uh, opportunity websites, they might use that and autofill your work history. So you might still need that just for if they like, you know, as JP said, if there's a gap or something and what it, that's what's related to the actual uh, position. Well, if you upload your master resume first to at least get all your work history populated, then at the end, you know, you need to add uh actual any other documents you know that's when you might want to add your you know actual official resume that relates to that specific job but at least you know that way it keeps you from having to fill out all of that information agreed and another good thing about that is that <clears throat> we're in i mean it's with the technology now people the companies are doing research on you they're doing they're doing google mm -hmm. searches on you have that have that website you know the domains nowadays cost 
anywhere from three to ten dollars, maybe fifteen dollars. But you can, mm-hmm. you can get a resume for five dollars, depending on what which uh, domain you have. Get that get that uh, website up, and it can be something simple like a GitLab pages where you're just using um, uh, or GitHub pages. Get which one is GitHub? Well, you which github.io no which one is the uh the website is it pages gitlab is pages github is that's what it is for the website yeah yeah i believe so well yeah so do those to where you can simply have yeah github.io it's github pages but uh if you just do github.io it takes you to pages.github.com i'll mix them the two up I just looked it up. Oh, you just thank you. So, which one? Say it again. So, <laughs> GitHub is which one? Basically, they give you a free website, but we'll go ahead. Yeah, it's pages.github.com. Okay, and then GitLab yeah. is pages too. Then no, I think yeah, GitLab is more like your local kind of instance, but GitHub is kind of like your global. No, right? No, 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 no. GitLab is another offering similar. It's in a whole another company. But yeah, I was yeah. talking about the webs, like the feature to do the website. But anyway, we'll we'll help. Sorry, you all. But um, yeah, so basically, you can use, yeah, you can use a um, but yeah, you can just use a simple uh, Jekyll theme there and just deploy a free website mm-hmm. and then tie your domain there. And then there, you can for sure have your you know your entire history. And another good thing is even for most of these uh, the, uh, uh, online applications, they do ask for a timeline. If you haven't worked for a certain time frame, they like freak out because they're like, oh, what were you doing during this time? Right, yeah. right, but so right. um, so they'll, for there's most of the time, there's a there's a way where you can show every place you've worked at in a relevant position or in the past X amount of years. And then if they see that you worked at a place of interest, they're, they're going to ask you about it and what, you know, ask yeah. for different experiences there, or they'll even reach out to that, to that company. And so that could be something to where um, they know that, oh, this company used a lot of similar technologies that we've used, you know, let's, mm-hmm. how, you know, why did you leave there? <laughs> and um, what was your experiences there? What projects you worked there as well? Right. That's true. I definitely believe in keeping keeping it all together. I definitely believe in having a master one, but I don't believe that each job you apply for should have all of you, all the things. But then again, everyone's different. If you've been working for two years, yeah, you're probably going to put everything on there. If you've been working right. for five, ten years. I worked at McDonald's. Right. Yeah. right. Well, I guess, too, one thing that um you know also kind of encourages is that it's also dependent on the position, too too and maybe it might be in the, the job responsibilities and the duties but um it might call for you to put up everything uh so then that way they could kind of see like you know even if you didn't do anything core to that uh particular position it might have been some concepts that they picked up on or that they might be familiar with that they see in your other your other uh um uh experiences that can say oh well even though he doesn't have the even though you don't have this well you did kind of do something similar so you at least maybe have the concept down or you know thought process of how to actually solve the problem and that kind of thing too so clarence do you do you believe in stacking the resume or do you put everything on there when you submit i'm starting to, so I'm starting to feel like i he's had stacking. i had no i i did so uh, you know, last episode he said he was getting um he was thinking about going to get his certs and stuff <laughs> no so, but so that's what you mean by yeah, stacking yeah. the resume i mean yeah, well, that's kind of like what the the gist of it okay. was when uh, of of stacking the resume. But uh, to answer your question, so uh, in the years prior, because I felt like I was kind of still growing and I didn't really like uh, 
I didn't really have a focus. I did kind of, you know, add a lot of stuff. I didn't, I don't have more than two pages, but, you know, I kind of kept it, you know, to that kind of limit. But uh, I did put that because some of the positions that I was applying for, as I was kind of just saying, is that like, you know, I didn't have direct experience for that particular technology or that particular skill set. Um, but I had experiences that were similar in, in, a, in a certain way that, you know, that, those experiences could be used or improved on. And a lot of times too, what I have learned too, is that like, if you don't have anything uh, specific to that, sometimes there are things that you have done in the past that could be, you know, actual experiences that are needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's missing, you know, they, they don't have that guy or that person to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, but because you've done that, well, you know, now you've kind of uh, 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 promoted your, yourself because you know what you were going for they might say well wow we really needed somebody who knew this so i'm glad that you had this on your resume and then we could talk to you about it because that might actually be a real need you know at the time for that company so, what you saying that though what if it's something that, if it's something you don't really you, like yeah like um, i mean like, oh yeah i did unit testing for this job you know once upon a time back in the day but you didn't really like doing that unit testing True. And now uh, they like, we really need a unit testing guy. Like, uh, do you mind being it? True. You like, I, I want the job, but do I want to do unit testing? <laughs> now you got that on that personal dilemma. Like, y'all are developers. Y'all all should be doing resume. unit testing. All of you. <laughs> <laughs> Not in unit testing, but if I want that to be my main job. Mm. So I, I see, I see that. I see it in two ways. Yes, it could be something really that you really weren't proud of or you really didn't like in the past and you might still not like it you know there in the future but there is also a chance that what they do with unit testing at their company is way better and way you know enhanced that you might actually like it you get a chance to see a different side of it so you actually grow interest in it so i mean yeah it's a pick and choose i think like sometimes i I don't think the writer side that i just mentioned is always the case because if you didn't like it you probably won't you won't like it and you'll find that at the other company it's just as bad so you don't want to you know continue to do it but there is that chance that it could be something different or even just it could be a way that if you didn't like it that could be your time to offer suggestions to make it better you know you you hated it enough to know the things you dislike so if you ask them about oh i guess you know perfect point is that if you are able if they do need that and you you might be able to ask them how their process is working if you kind of see the similarities to the stuff that you didn't like you know you can also you know start to plug in those suggestions to make it better which they might have never considered or you know again it's a it's a missing void so you know they you know you could bring that to them you know just wanted to play devil's advocate for a bit i, I wasn't yeah, no. actually like no. disagreeing <laughs> with you or anything. yeah just, yeah no. just I know. wanted to see how you would answer the question I wanted to lay it all out, you know, so that way you kind of saw both sides. So I guess so for our next question, so we kind of kind of dibble dabbled around it. But do you believe there is a limitation or uh, to having too much? I think we yes. kind of talked about it, but are there, <laughs> yes, you, are there, you know, we want to expand on In it. In my opinion, you can definitely have too much, but it's it all definitely depends on for where you're applying, uh, what type of position mm-hmm. you're applying for. You need to know the culture or what they're looking for. And then it just matters on your experience and what, I mean, how much is a lot for you can compare it to what you're applying for and how much of it is relevant. Yeah, uh, and it's really. Yeah, I would say. Oh, go ahead, JB. 
go ahead. Derek. Oh, I'm sorry. I was um, going to sit the my last point on that on that subject was it really matters to how you organize it. You don't have to put it doesn't have to take a third or fourth of the page for each position. You can also sure. couple like all of the programs that you programmed in the past, all the programming languages that you've utilized in the past can be in a section. Mm-hmm. Each of the like if you want to do it by project, they could all be in like a in um in a certain area. So it's really about how you organize and utilize the space on the paper. And I definitely wouldn't try to come up with my own format. I would go online and look at the formats because people have like this is their job to really like format and look at resumes and a lot of them have templates out there and yeah. so I would definitely utilize okay what how can I put um how can I tell my story within this one page or how can I tell my story within these two pages I think two pages is acceptable mm-hmm. I think when you get over two it's like chill out <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I can agree with um, that yeah I definitely believe there are limitations um like even if um, like you find your niche and like everything that's on your resume is in this one particular section it still can become overwhelming when it's like oh I'm flipping through pages to find out more about you when right. you can just like we've, like we've already had our episode on soft skills and so you're going to need those during that interview and so why not just give the interviewer like the opportunity to you know, have that conversation with you to find out more about what other types of things you do. Because even though they have your resume in front of you, they're like, oh, so is there anything else that, you know, you feel that you may deem relevant to this particular position Mm. that you've done? And then you can bring it on then. Um, Just because, like I said, it's a lot of those people, uh, they just skim the resume. It's like, oh, you know, we're looking for someone who knows this and we're looking for someone that knows that type of thing. And then they get you in there and they want you to tell the story behind what you know. And to be honest, we- with with like developer roles in general, how many years of experience do you have? Because they'll use that as a potential mm-hmm. filter. And then what mm-hmm. language do you have history on? Or then they'll just look at, or they'll look at your, your, um, your GitHub repo. And then you, mm-hmm. then the final filter would be the, the, the technical interview. Mm-hmm. So you can say that. that you've, you've worked on all these places and you can list those, but you, I don't see how that fits in it. That really doesn't fit in the two pages. Yeah. It's yeah. really one page and that's going to help. Like how many years of experience does this person have? What's their online presence? What where have they worked at in the past? And then what what programming languages do they have? And then like I feel like for a developer, it, it's it's easy to do that within two pages for sure. One is definitely possible. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could totally see if you want to list more of your positions, but also kind of limit in what you like. I think JB mentioned earlier, kind to kind of like uh, simplify what you put up there because there is that case too that you get into an interview and you really like specify everything to that uh opportunity and then like you know when they do actually do you have more and you start expanding on stuff that's not on your resume you might get that look from the person like well why is it that listed here you know like how come yeah. it wasn't there and so like i know sometimes that can be kind of discouraging too because you're just like well somebody told me that i had to have a page so you know i i stayed within that uh that well, uh, constraint that's also about, you know, how your phrasing of what you say back to that question. 
True. Oh, why wasn't this, you know, information on your resume? Because I wanted to give us a chance to have a, you know, real dialogue about, you know, things I've done and how they relate to what you guys have going here. Then True. you're selling yourself at that point. And so um, because they also want to see how well you can sell yourself. Um, it doesn't sound good, but that's essentially what you're doing is selling yourself to say, pick me, pick me uh, type thing. So, yeah. True. I guess I said what I said because I guess I, I've seen it where it's been both ways. Where like you, I mean, if you're if you're at like a conference or a career fair, you're like yeah, you want to kind of hand out basically like a one sheeter, you know, just to kind of like you know have it everything all in one place. So when they're you know uh, uh, break you out from everybody else, like they were able to skim through, see what you had, see what you offered, and you know, boom, you know, know whether to move forward. But I also kind of know that like there are some people who are still out there who you know kind of want to know the whole story. And I know it's like a, you got to pick and choose your battle. I think, I, again, I think yeah. the, the common thing is that you should keep it to like two pages. But, you know, there are some people who are probably like, well, why didn't you, you know, give us all of that? And I, and I mean, I think that's what messes it up because it should be a standard. And I think most people kind of stick to the same standard. But then, you know, you will come across people who apply for jobs and those few outliers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, that's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I wish they didn't put that much. And to be honest, at these, um, conferences there's another thing like this you can be creative too because these recruiters are you i mean they're techie and stuff too you can give them a mm -hmm. you can give them a business card and have your information on the front and then, a, and then a qr code on the back so they could just and now you can just take a picture with your phone and it just goes to your website and your website your your yep. is like it should tell your whole story like we're not even counting pages there it's just describing True. you and your brand Dang it, Tara, you took my i was about to say that um <laughs> You yeah, can say it again. Say it again. Oh, this is a this is a moment. Oh, we're ready. Oh, I would like to thank you, JB, for those horns. They were amazing last episode. You had to find they us the, very nice. the enhancements. You know, take us to the next level. There you go. But yeah, like um, in at those recruiting events, they are getting handed hundreds of resumes, if not thousands, depending on how big that particular event it is and so if you can be that standout candidate just mm -hmm. hey here's my card you know even if it's not a qr code just at least having your web page on there to say you know this is my page you know this is the information that you can find out about me and just go from there because then it's hosted on your website so it doesn't matter how many pages you have or how long it is um and if you set up your web page right it won't even feel like they went through pages worth of a resume. But that's also about you doing the, the right type of design stuff. And that's a whole other topic. But yeah. Right, 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 right. So I guess, okay, so uh, I, to kind of add, I guess, a spin or, you know, to kind of, you know, further the discussion, do you believe there are times that you uh, are overqualified or are there times where you feel like you don't have enough? Uh, when I first was when I was applying for internships in college, I wanted to put more real life experiences, but I was applying for internships. And so I needed to just recalibrate my thinking and say, hey, you know, the your extracurricular activities and other things that you were volunteering and doing within school matters at that at that point and your GPA matter at that point for internships. Yeah. And then when you're coming out, when you when you coming out of um when you graduate, when you first graduate to get that job, if you don't already have that job, you really just have to bang on that internships. But and if you're in school, mm -hmm. 
you must do an internship it is like critical to it's you really need to do an internship internships while you're in school yeah i know everyone wants to have time where they're out and having fun during the summer it's way better if you're having a paid technical internship and you'll probably be able to do a lot more cooler things you just have to do them on the weekends Mm -hmm. i like that i like that yeah, that might actually be another episode, you know, in the making that we have to maybe we talk about like the steps of college and, summer vacation versus yeah, internship. Yeah. Or, you know, just kind of like the experiences <laughs> that we wish we had taken advantage of or, you know, like seek more into, you know, it could be something that we add on to yeah. later on or expand on. But that's pretty yeah. good. How about you, JB? What do you think? Um, well, the reason I said both is because of the fact that, you know, um, Number one, if I feel like I'm overqualified for a position, I'm probably not going to apply for it just because it won't be interesting to me. And so it won't be beneficial to anyone if I was to, you know, go into certain positions for that. But uh, for the ones that, you know, feel like I'm not quite enough. Well, now I have a challenge, you know, if I know at least a little something about something. Well, if you give me the opportunity, then I know I can excel at it. Or maybe I do my background work before I even get to said interview. Like, before I even hit the apply button, I'm like, all right, well, let's go ahead and start up, you know, ramp this thing up. Let's see what we can learn, you know. And then you apply. And then by the time you get to that interview process, it's like, you know, I don't really have a lot of experience with it, you know. But during, you know, this time that I waited for, you know, the call back, I've been able to do such and such. Because now it shows the init- that you've taken the initiative to even read up on what it is that they want. And so right. that also helps you out. So, yeah. I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, I think um, for sure, um, that's a, that you bring up a, a good point. You know, like if you see an opportunity that you really are interested in and that you really want, but let's say you just don't have the credentials to, to get it, you know, that is a kind of a good time to start reflecting on, you know, how mm-hmm. can you obtain that information? You know, if it's a cert that you need, you know, what do you need to, what are the proper steps to, you know, uh, to, you know, get that cert, you know, whether it be, whether it be you need uh, prerequisite search or you know so forth so but kind of like mapping out kind of a plan and I think that might be good for like anybody like kind of your career if you, you're in a position now where you don't have you don't really know where you want to go uh, or you might have an idea where you want to go you know kind of seek out and look for those opportunities that are similar to what you want to do and kind of see what kind of credentials that you need to build on so that you could do those you know whether on the side or even you know asking your current employer are there opportunities for you to learn, you know, said topic or tool kind of thing. For sure. Cool. So if you all had to give, I guess, one big takeaway for the developers to take from this episode and, and, and gear and gear it towards what um, their goals and um, their ambitions in regards to um, uh, building up their resume, I think, like Clarence, what would you think the biggest takeaway would be for you uh, as far as like advice? Uh, so I, th- I definitely think learn as much as you can, learn as much as you want to know. Um, definitely, you know, we are a lifelong learner, so you know, don't be afraid to pick up a new tool, don't be afraid to pick up a new language, you know, like, uh, kind of standing now see what's new see what's out there see how it relates to what you already have and i mean like you know if you're in a good position you really love it you see the growth and you you know everything is pretty much set in stone you know that's fine and dandy but at the same time there's still an outside world and there's so much to learn so much to grasp and you know 
even if you're in that you know that good that good spot you know learning those extra tools you just never know when you might get that call and that you need that at your current you know your current position so kind of getting ahead of the curve and kind of knowing uh, uh something before anybody has already touched it you know you already have you know kind of claimed your spot as the smeed as they would say you know so definitely learn as much Is as you want tense? uh Subject matter expertise. Smee, sorry, Smee, Smeed. I've heard Smee so many years. It's it just it kind of stuck. But yes, JB. What would be your JB? Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So JB, what would be your one big word of advice as far as developers and utilizing the resume process? Um, big takeaways is make sure you pick and choose, you know, what information or what's the story that you want to tell with your resume, I should say, and, um, actually take, take up the opportunity to have a professional resume person look at that resume because, um, you know, um, they, they've had a chance to look at, you know, quite a few resumes. Um, and so they've seen what looks what looks good, what works well, you know, from interview to interview. And since we're technical people, you probably want a technical resume person, not just, you know, a general person who's like a paralegal. Nothing against paralegals, but it's, the field is very different from the tech space. And so it may be like, well, what's this? What does this mean? And now you've just spent your whole, you know, hour long of going through your resume of just explaining everything that's on your resume to someone as opposed to them already knowing, understanding what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, that's, those are my main things. It's just pick and choose and make sure you know the story that you want to tell. That's true. That's true. I, I do have one thing to add uh, to kind of what JB's point, and we kind of mentioned it earlier, but uh, as Terrence said, you know, building that web page, maybe, you know, uh, uh, spending some time on, on, on expanding your LinkedIn or your GitHub, you know, your repo, like anything like that, like, because again, that adds to your story you know when you are in the in the middle of kind of like explaining yourself to somebody you know sometimes they actually need to see it not just hear it so you know having those things on the side or at least kind of have like i guess those are like advantages that yourself you know uh, at, when you're talking with uh you know your potential employer or and that kind of thing all right t-man you uh give us your spiel and then close us up yeah Oh, yeah. The only thing for me is I would say know what position you're going for. Know, make sure you're not just putting what's in the job description. You're not just putting those keywords in your resume, but you actually know those things. And mm -hmm. that it is that is a good technique, but it's a good technique when you actually know those technologies. Yeah. This whole process, even if you do fool uh, people, you're not going to fool them for a career. Right. Yeah. So they're going to you're going to go in and then they're going to see that you don't know what you're supposed to know. Most of the times now, though, they will filter you out throughout that process and you just won't get the job. But mm -hmm. make sure that you do see the keywords in there. If you And if you don't know them, you can work on projects to make sure that you're comfortable putting that on your resume. I've had technologies that um, I've had on my resume for years and then I've ended up taking them off because it's just been so long since I've used them that I didn't even feel comfortable putting them back on there. And then it, mm -hmm. if I felt like I needed to keep them on there, I just, I mean, they, they were just programming languages that I just replaced with other programming languages. And it was just one of those things where, could I go back and know it? 
yes, yeah. I could, but I didn't want somebody to try to give me a technical interview around that programming language just mm-hmm. because I wasn't as fresh. I have Good my point. language that I that I know that I do for uh, uh, technical interviews that is just my go-to. All the different type of uh, interview questions are centered around that that programming mm-hmm. language, and then I have my computer science background where they know I know <clears throat> the data structures point so it, like. If it's abstract and it doesn't like it doesn't matter, I can apply that to any uh, different programming language. And so make sure, OK, it's good to put those keywords in there. Just make sure it's truthful and you you feel comfortable uh, with them with being asked questions around that. And then just making sure your layout is clean. Make sure it's clean. I think it's better to be clean than it is to be have everything in the world on there and it not be clean. Be clean uh, to the point whatever is on those first few lines make sure that they can read those first two sentences and have a general idea about you and so make sure that that state that kind of like summary statement is even shorter than an elevator speech it's literally high impact words what it how it describes you what you're bringing to the table and keep applying like if you're looking for a job keep applying as many places uh linkedin is you can you're not limited to pages there. I don't believe it's really just your whole career. As much as you want to put yeah. on there, you can put yeah. on there. You can even write about certain topics and then people will reach out to you. So right. I think we're in one of the greatest times to where the resume and the pages, people don't like they, a lot of recruiters don't even need to go to that. They're going out and actively recruiting who's in their face as far mm-hmm. as like what their brand is. Twitter is big. The Twitter could be your resume. A lot of times uh, the Twitter description mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and what you say, what you're passionate about. If you're in a tech field, Twitter, Twitter is actually a great, a great way to get uh, connected with other people in the field. It's, it's a lot of other, uh, uh, a lot of other, um, kind of like uh, I guess people are going to other developers. different. Uh, what do you say, JB? No, I was just saying a lot of other companies are finding their developers yep. on, um, and it's all yep. about you engaging with you know those key people at those um right. particular companies and things right. that's not yep. not to say you go seek out the ceo but you may right. you know oh, find I'm going someone to the top who has... dog. <laughs> right right so as soon as you said dog my dog started growling over here that was pretty funny so um twitter github uh clean website uh clean resume and Go out there and get it. Don't I would uh, don't be afraid to go the indirect route too, to where somebody points you to a, a, a job opening rather than you going to a job opening not knowing anyone. It's I, I love it when people point you to a job opening, and say, "Hey, you should check this out." All right. Yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, a lot of great points uh, uh, served today. You know, we discussed a, a good amount of stuff. Uh, before we do kind of go into closing i i noticed a, a hoodie uh some swag that we received did you did you want to drop your uh did you want to show everybody your hoodie so okay. last episode raven said that you know she was gonna send us hoodies and she kept a word and i, I think i look real nice in it you know um, <laughs> looking it, wait it, to get mine i know i'm looking it's forward nice to and mine. comfortable Looking forward. You guys check out Sims. Y'all had the tracking information. Was I supposed to get mine today? Uh, or tomorrow? I think it was individual to the to the to the, the tracking uh, uh, info. So uh, yeah. you might want to just double check to see if you got a, a email. Or she might have just left you out. Yeah, that's true too. 
That's true. That would suck, but you know, we hope that you get like, your he got swag. Long too. Arms. He don't need one. <laughs> My mine will be here tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> My, I know mine's coming tomorrow. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, so shout out to Sims Design. Thank you for the, the swag and again we appreciate the interview. Um but you know, other than that, so uh I think uh so on the end of this, uh don't forget to uh like, subscribe and, and ring that, that bell. bell. Ring the bell. <laughs> yeah well thank you so much dev community thank you for listening to another episode of dev like us i'm clarence jb and i'm terrence all right see y'all next time